this is Shannon from SIS, the number four, teachers.org. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's blog on teaching in the trenches as we are going to feature Tiffany Markovich. If you've watched any of the first grade math might shows, then you've seen Tiffany at work. She's an awesome teacher. I've had so much fun with her on the show, but I also know she's a rock star in the classroom as well. I met Tiffany several years back working on our Molding Math Mindsets project in Romulus Public Schools. She was a first grade teacher and still is in her classroom. We worked a lot together in the area of math. In fact, Tiffany was one of the math leaders as she has great leadership skills in her school district and has spearheaded a lot of the curricular work that we've done in math in first grade. So I'm so excited to have her tell us about her experience with teaching in the trenches. Our first question is, what's your best hack for doing virtual teaching at home or at school? She said, I did 95% of my teaching in the classroom, even though it was an empty classroom. I started the year not having a clue what I was doing, like everyone else. So I had a smartboard, a computer, and I had a Chromebook. I propped my Chromebook in front of my smartboard and logged in onto it every day to my Google Meet, where I could see my students all day long. They were basically looking through the Chromebook onto the smartboard, so anything that I needed them to see, they could see on my smartboard. I could also use my document camera that way. I could present videos and then anything else that they needed to see. They saw that through my smart board, but then I could see them the entire day as well and not have to wonder what they were doing. Another thing I did, like probably one million other teachers did, on occasion we created bitmojis to the classroom or dashboards where the students could click around different links and get the materials that were needed for the day. This might be something some people might think first graders or six-year-olds can't do with the bit emoji classroom, but my kids were pretty successful at it. Our next question was, what has been the most humorous moment, either recording or on a Zoom call, or just something that was funny that happened with the kids? With the kids being virtual, you sometimes just can't get to your mute button fast, their mute button fast enough. I have a student who is extremely quiet. She basically didn't say two words in kindergarten, and she doesn't really talk a whole lot in first grade. She's just very nervous, and so any time that we want her to talk, of course, I always encourage it. One day we came back from lunch and she said, Mrs. Markovich, can I tell you something really funny? And Tiffany said, of course, you can tell me. I was so excited that she wanted to talk. She said, during lunch, I was going to my mom's camera roll and on her phone, I saw a picture of her boobs. The rest of the class started laughing. I muted her as quickly as I could and just said, oh, we don't share those kinds of personal information to the rest of the class. But that was probably the funniest thing that happened to me all school year while we were virtual. Her next question was, if you could look at this year within the COVID trenches, what would you say was your biggest challenge. She was obviously it was new for all of us, which was a was really a humongous challenge. I would say on the teaching level, teachers went in with zero training. No one really had any idea how to do it, how to be successful, where to start, who to go to. There was just no training. Additionally, I found it to be really challenging as my students in my classroom because I can't control the environment they're in. If they're not prepared and don't have a pencil, I can't. I can get them a pencil if they're in my classroom. If they don't have their homework when they're in my classroom, I can get them a new sheet of homework. If they don't have something they need, help. They can. I can always help them with that. 
It was always within my control to help them. But when they're at home, I can't control what's going on. If they don't have a pencil that day, I can't hand them one. I can't control that parents are sitting in the room next to them with the TV on volume a thousand so I can't they can't hear the lesson. I can't control that there are three or four other siblings in the house that the parents have done their best job by putting them on a table to learn. My students can hear what's going on in my sister's classroom as well as the brother's classroom. They can hear the other teachers. I can hear the other teachers. I think it was just really hard. It made it really hard for the kids to focus. And then thirdly, I would say you kind of have to different kinds of parents, both which are challenging. There's too much support where parents are more of a helicopter and they're not leaving their child to do anything independently. They're doing all of the cutting and all of the gluing. They're doing all the clicking on the computer. They're hovering over the student's work. So we don't really know if the student's learning anything. You don't know if the student needs additional support. Even though you gently tell parents, please let them go, I've got this, they don't want to. And then you have the other extreme where the parents who you've never seen all year long, and it's obvious that they haven't been involved. Our next question was, can you tell us more about the challenge that you're facing right now as your students start to come back in person? The teachers in my districts are teaching in person virtually simultaneously. So in my class, I have 12 students in person and I have five students that are virtual. It's really hard on my heart. The first day back, the virtual students were crying. They were super sad because they weren't at school with their friends and they wanted to be there, but for whatever reason, their parents have chosen to keep them home. It's particularly hard on the virtual students because they may be feeling that they're being left out or not able to participate as much because now that I'm managing everything that's going on in the classroom, before we were virtual, I was able to manage it and be in front of the screen the entire time. But now I have kids that are needing help getting their masks on, needing to stay in their chairs, needing help with assignments. There's a lot that goes on in the classroom that the virtual students aren't a part of. However, I think that most the most glaring challenge that is, is when I knew that my kids were going to be low when they came back, I knew they weren't getting everything that they needed I never realized the severity of it until they came back into the classroom. I have students who cannot write any letters in their name. Some are not familiar with forming some of the letters. The severity of what has happened over the last year leaves me not really sure where to go from here or how to adjust to get these children to the next point so they can be successful and that this doesn't damage them forever. Our next question says, what do you feel what what do you feel are or what do you feel you're most expert in now teaching virtually versus in the classroom? So maybe something that you've become good at that you might not have been if you were just in person teaching. I have always known that six-year-olds could achieve whatever task you set for them. But I learned going 100% virtual, it's just, it's really just how true it is. I was thinking, how can I teach kids to manipulate the Google Classroom virtually on day one at six years old? But it can be done. I think that's what's made me grow exponentially. The kids did an amazing job with just repeated instructions every day. Everything in my Google Classroom is by date, so every single day, their topic is on there by the date, Monday, March 15th, and then their assignment, and then it's posted under the topic. There's an icon next to each one so they know exactly what it means. The red dot is to do that first. Thing in the morning, the green heart is for reading, the plus sign is a math assignment, etc. They learned almost immediately how to manipulate those 
those assignments, turn those assignments in, get feedback on an assignment, and be in the Google document with me at the same time. They learned when they needed help on something, if they clicked the box and let me know, I would know exactly where they needed help instead of them having to present their screen. I could be right in there working with them. I just think that this group of kids for the whole past year are going to be amazing at technology because these little ones just nailed it. Our next question was, if you had a choice in the future, would you pick to be back in the classroom, hybrid or virtual? I would 100% go back in the classroom. Of course, I'd want to teach all day, every day, anywhere that I could, but kids need to be in the classroom. I think that's where they learn the most. I think that's what they can show their independence, and I know they can be successful. I think they need the social aspects of it and how to really learn how to be a member in society. Well, I think I've done a pretty good job virtually. Being physically in the classroom is where I would pick to spend all day, any day. Are there any fun tips or tricks for teachers in the trenches that you would want to share with other teachers? Have grace and be kind to your colleagues. That has been, this has been emotionally draining. It's beaten us down. I have literally scraped myself up off the floor. I can go to school today. I can do this when I thought I couldn't. And so I think if you have grace with your colleagues and you know that they're going to go through, they're going through the same exact thing that you are, you're going to make it through and feel the exact same way. I know that I have never done this before. I love change and I embrace change, but not in this manner. I knew that I was going to fail. I knew that there would be days where sometimes I would fail and that's okay. The kids will grow from my mistakes and learn, oh, even though she's a teacher, she isn't perfect. She makes mistakes and things didn't go as she planned. Don't dwell on that and just move on. If it doesn't work, if it fails, let the kids know that it fails and just say, okay, we're going to try it again tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow it's going to be a better day for me as a teacher and for you as a student based on my mistakes. A little bit about Tiffany, she has her BS in education from Eastern Michigan University and has a master's degree from the University of Michigan Dearborn in the area of education. Throughout her 22 years in the Romulus Community Schools, Tiffany has taught first and second grade and served as a reading first literacy coach. Currently, Tiffany is is the co-school improvement facilitator for Hale Creek and the district-wide first grade level um, math level leader. Tiffany is passionate about making every day in her classroom amazing, an amazing educational experience, doing number talks and having your kiddos kiss their brain. Thanks so much, Tiffany, for doing our guest blog this morning. We hope that you'll join us next week.